shop everybody we're back with another episode of coffee shop sports today we have a special guest joining us if you're familiar with the buffalo area the buffalo bills you're gonna hear the lovely deep voice of mike shope from shope and the bulldog on our episode today welcome to the show mike good to have you man how are you doing today you know you sound you sound pretty good actually <laughs> I appreciate good. that. I'm, a lot I'm of years at the Starbucks drive-through, man. I got, I got that drive-through voice. <laughs> a lot now. of practice. I I have fo- I've caught myself sort of putting on my voice a little bit in a drive-through if I like the voice coming back first. There you go. Yeah. So I'll, I I'll love it. Voice I'll give it a little extra love once in a while. Well, I got to take a second to uh, just get the, get the fanboy stuff out. You know, I uh, I've been listening to Shope since I was young. Uh, Pops and I would, you know, play the the Shope and the Bulldog show after every Bills game that we went to. Anytime the games were blacked out locally, which, as Shope remembers, unfortunately happened too often during the drought. Uh, you know, the the WGR 550 was the way to go. So uh, it's great to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to picking your brain about the Bills, fantasy sports, and the NFL as a whole. So we're really excited to have you on the show today. I'm Mr. glad. Shope. I appreciate Mr. that. Yes, I appreciate sir. that. Well, I think we just hop right in. Uh, we'll start off, signature format for our show is with our first sip. Looks like all three of us have some coffee loaded up as well. So even better, I think that's the first time this has happened. We haven't had an actual recorded morning show for a while. It's been a while. We've been doing the late night grind. So yeah, I like, really I like this better. Be this How is about this? Sports. What do you got? I, just, I am in my WGR studio, and I just yeah. noticed this sitting on the mantle. There's no coffee in it, but... Hey. hey, I think you, I think you might have to try, take that home if you can. Just throw that in the old book bag. That's <laughs> just pretty what I, beautiful. Just what I need. Just That's what pretty I need. beautiful. Probably I know, a reminder enough that this might be a second home for you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. That's right. Right. Love the stuff in here. <laughs> All right. Well, since we have two big Bills icons now in in the studio today, our first sip is going to be a Bills covered first sip. This one came from Kevin. But we're going to talk about the Bills here. If you could bring one drought-era Bills player onto this modern-day roster to help out Josh Allen for another Super Bowl run, who would it be and why? It's it's not an easy question, I think. there's no The team is so good that right. it's not like they have a position where you could just pick. It's almost 20 years. I feel like, too, when I think of drought-era, it, it, it necessarily excludes anybody – whose careers bled into the playoff seasons or like, I wouldn't consider Eric molds for this because he was on playoff teams. Yeah. He might've been the best bills player of all those years. Yeah. Um, I'll just go with sort of a, a pet favorite of mine. It would be CJ Spiller. Wow. That's a shocker. I did not expect that. I always liked him as a player and you know what, when I got to know him a little bit uh, as well, just speed. I think if there's, an area on offense where the bills could be better. It's that I, I don't like how they're using Hardy so far. They're I agree using him in the backfield, you know, running laterally. It's I, weird. I to, let's get him down the field, you know, and they're just not, they're not super fast. So um, there's a lot of guys you could pick. Everybody loved Fred. Yeah. Um, you know, like a guy like Showball was super good and an edge, yeah. edge rusher, but uh, I'll pick CJ Spiller. Well, I'm stoked to hear that because I think C.J. Spiller gets definitely a bad rap for his time in Buffalo. He, he was a first-round pick, just like 
Marshawn Lynch and Willis McGahee and, you know, all these running backs that, you know, in the old NFL where that wasn't that crazy. Now that's like blasphemous. If you talk about taking a running back in the first round, it still happens. Of course, you got your your Bijans and your Jameer Gibbs. But I, I love the pick. I think it's a bold pick. I think it's a hot take. I think it's probably a lesser. I think if you you did a poll or something like that, less people would say that specific name. But I love it. I think it's who, who would win. Who would win in a poll like that? Well, if you eliminate the the playoff bleeders on both sides, then that kind of is tough because Molds was like the first name that came to my mind, mm-hmm. given the I'll say lack of consistency from the wide receiver position beyond uh, Stefan Diggs. I, I do. I am pretty hip to the Gabe Davis uh, post hype sleeper train, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely I wouldn't hate some consistency. So. I'll I'll throw one out there for you, Shope. I got Lee Evans. Yeah, he's got good. the similar skills to to Davis, but in a totally different way. They're both deep threats, but Lee Evans won with speed. Uh, actually, my first ever Bills game that I ever went to was Marshawn Lynch's rookie year, 07. and Lee Evans caught. I it was against the Bengals, and it was Marshawn Lynch's first hundred yard rushing game. Uh, he threw a touchdown in that game. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but it was an amazing game. And Lee Evans had a, a just a crazy game with him and JP Lossman had that insane connection. I think him and Josh could could create some similar magic. So I'll go with Lee Evans. Well, you, you could definitely go long on the question. I mean, we're taking somebody off the team to put our choice on the team, right? Like that's how you're saying you replace Davis. Ooh, you're hurting yeah. me now. No, no, we're not <laughs> I can't doing do that. it. I can't do it. Yeah, that's I'm too replace Davis train. I'll, I'll replace that. Yeah. J- Zach would, wouldn't mind that. Zach's not a big fan of Gabe Davis, but I would probably replace like Sherfield. Is that, can I do that? <laughs> can I keep Gabe? Yeah. <laughs> it depends how seriously you want to take it. Like how many, how am I divvying up the targets and everything like that? You know? Right. Um, I love it. Yeah. But uh, Zach, who you got? Yo, come in. I, I definitely thought about Stevie Johnson because he is one of my more favorite players. And I do think they're misutilizing those new slot receivers on the team this year. I never sold on Davis as a two. Um, but I do, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I, I do think London Fletcher would be my pick um, hmm. from that area. That. I think the Bills linebacker core is one of the weaker spots on the team this year. I would, I think they're going to have issues against the run this season. They locked up the Raiders last week, which was, was really awesome. nice to see. Yeah, But I do think that would still be an area of improvement. Uh, Fletcher never made it to an all pro, but was an alternate multiple times is, was a phenomenal run stopper. Great linebacker. doesn't really fit the modern day NFL linebacker position as well with the like coverage back type scenario, but I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt, say that he could learn it was good enough a player to, to help figure that out. Um, and I think he would really help shore up the run stopping on the bills defense and give them a little bit more of that edge for the season as well. I love it. Yeah, we got Fletcher, we got Spikes, right? I ta- I floated the idea of like a like this is kind of sacrilegious show, but like you know w- the elephant in the room about our safeties is their age, right? Like mm-hmm. it's sacrilegious because they're they're the best safety tandem in the league and they've been dominant. They both made all pro teams. I love them, but I w- kind of thought about like maybe like if we're talking, we get a little rookie contract situation. Do we look the way of like a Jarris Bird? Do we look the way of like you know one of those guys who can come in and be the replacement? I love Nate Clements. He's probably one of my all-time favorite cornerbacks. I like what Christian Benford's been doing, though. I have a hard time, you know, nitpicking. I mean, he could have been a little better against the Raiders, but I I think what he showed against the Jets, I think Christian Benford could be CB2 and, like, be I could be happy with it. So 
that's ultimately why I ended up picking Lee Evans. But any names you want to float out there, Shope? Any final names before we wrap, put a bow on this? It's so good. It's so good. Stephon Gilmore might have been the best player Damn. of the last 20 years with the Bills. Yeah. He's, he's been the best player in a Super Bowl since. Sammy yeah. Watkins had a great Super Bowl and played in two, I think. Maybe. Yeah, Zach brought, brought up Sammy, Sammy Watkins as a joke, and, and I was like, shot me down. I was like, I was I like, don't Sammy even Watkins. Don't do that to us. Don't in a, sing, in a single game, how many guys are better? Right? Like he, he's got to. It's got to be. He's healthy and everything. Whatever is going on in his head, you yeah, know. You can promise me you get good Sammy Watkins. Yeah, yeah. he's going one, for week one Sammy time. Watkins or week one or, Sammy Watkins Super Bowl Sammy Watkins Super Bowl Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that was that hurt me to watch. <laughs> but Gilmore, I mean, Gilmore is a defensive player of the year. Right. In the NFL. Yeah. He has a shot. He has a shot at the Hall of Fame. He's been on too many teams, maybe, to make it easy for that. He's yeah. not easily identified with one team. If if he were, it'd probably be the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. yeah. That that play he made against uh Bortles is just I think that's his Hall of Fame. Like, you know, that's the image you use where he's like mid-air, like full straight line launching, diving to break up that pass. So yeah, I, I love it, man. I think, yeah, players that were on the bill, because then you could say Lynch, right? Like Lynch is a is a good one. Yeah. Because he went out and had a, a probably a Hall of Fame career with Seattle, right? So, yep, you know, yep. not so much with Oakland. Kind of wasn't great. Or was were they Vegas by then, or were they still Oakland? It was Oakland, one? yeah. Oakland, okay. right? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I, but I like that angle to the question. And and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Schobel. I I loved Schobel so much. He was the first true dominant edge rusher I ever witnessed play for the Bills. And then, you know, Mario Williams was great. He was pretty. Dominant edge defender. Kyle Williams as well. Kyle Williams, yeah. yeah. Also. Yeah. Very great. Hughes. Well, Kyle bled into the the, the playoffs. Oh, right. But just, just that one year, right? Yeah. <laughs> just that. yeah, I'll never forget him holding his kids and sobbing. That that I also cried that day as well, just for whatever it's worth. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we can move on from the first hit segment. Definitely. But we're going to stay on the – Bill's subject slightly here because today's show we're going to be doing a little bit of a, a division breakdown only two weeks in the season but we like to overreact to things and <laughs> we're no, no no shame for that on this show uh so we're going to do a little bit of a, a, a divisional pick show where we're going to run just a quick each by division say who we think is going to win that division just off the first two games and um, throwing a little bit of fantasy takes there too, because there's been a lot of underperformance in the league, especially in fa- if you've been playing fantasy football this year. The first two weeks have been brutal. I mean, not a lot of high-scoring players. Already, a ton of injuries. Nick Chubb last night. J.K. Dobbins oh. with one. Just some brutal stuff going on. So, hit a little bit of the fantasy take, but I think we might as well start off with the AFC East. It's what the love is around here, um, and you got a lot of. A lot of good teams in the AFC, so no reason not to start off with the AFC East. Kev, do you want to hit me off with your take? I mean, yeah, who do you, who do you have sure. I'll, I'm I'm happy to. Um, well, if my hat and anybody who's listened to the show at all or known me ever at all uh, is going to give any indication, I'm inclined to think that uh, this is still Buffalo's division to lose. I feel like homerism aside, uh, you know, the one and one record through two, uh, one of the best defenses in the league, really, and Josh Allen beating himself that can't really can't be denied or or debated uh mm. for week one so i think ultimately um you put things like that in the rear view and maybe for good hopefully like i think the, the level with which well let's be realistic not for good until a random week four game next season uh we might see him throw another one away but i think 
I think this season he's going to lock in and be the player we saw in that Raiders game. He was surgical. He took what the defense gave him. Apart from trying to jump over uh, Epps at the one-yard line for no reason when he could have just ran him over, uh, he played smart. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Bills to win the division. I think Miami is a formidable, formidable threat. I think Tua is every bit as good as advertised. Seems like the health issues are in the rear view for now. Unfortunately, it does only take one thing to like change that, but I'm pretty confident that we're going to see that this division play out Bills, Dolphins, neck and neck until, you know, one of them separates. Um, I don't think the Patriots should be slept on two really strong outings against two really great teams. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs if I was a betting man, to be completely honest, but I think they'll, I think they got a puncher's chance. And unfortunately, say again, betting man. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. Love it. Um, and, and last but not least, as far as the Jets, I, I'm there's Zach Wilson is just the, unfortunately the liability there that I just don't think they can overcome him. Um, that's my holistic viewpoint. Uh, do you guys have thoughts on that or, or disagreements, rebuttals? I mean, I think, uh, if the Jets could and probably should make a move, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, whether that's Carson Wentz or some backup who's buried somewhere to give themselves a better chance. But, you know, I'm, I'm just on brand for me is offense first. I mean, the bills have dominated and they've had a good defense these years, but the offense has been lethal and that, that certainly could happen again. That was on display on Sunday, but Miami is likewise. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are the betting favorite right now. The fact that they have the lead, I know it's super early, but, that's significant, I think. I mean, they have two road wins, and the Bills have a division loss. So I think right now Miami would be my pick. Uh, you got to love how they look. And I, I feel like I can trust McDaniel to come up with something. What he did with Tyreek Hill in week one, he's already a great player, but I feel like there's going to be new stuff with the Dolphins, who pretty much scored, not at will, but they had good days against the Bills last year you know and, and won once could have won the other games too so it should it should stay close why wouldn't it but uh, Miami would be my pick as of today yeah I love that I I expect the Jets after this week to to find somebody out there I would love to see Jameis Winston get traded because I still yeah. think he's got good football left in him <laughs> that'd be cool uh feels like a bit of a pipe dream but I will continue to believe it no, I'm, I'm with Shope here. Uh, the Dolphins will be my pick. No hate towards the Bills. I think they are easy. It could be a 50-50 shot, but um, I think the Dolphins' offense is as close to unstoppable as you get right now. If you stop Tyreek Hill, which is probably the biggest ask in the league right now, even over a Justin Jefferson, he's just so fast, so dynamic. You've got Jalen Waddle to worry about, and then Mike McDaniel has some of the best run schemes in the NFL. He's got a couple speedy backs that it doesn't matter who's back there. They could get 100 yards. Um, and and the defense is only going to get better. They just beat the Patriots without Phillips there. They beat them without Ramsey there. You get two of those players back later in the year. And you, you they have a great defense, too. It's hard to hard to fight against what they're doing. Like Shope said, they already have an in-division win and have just looked great so far. And be, beating Bill Belichick in primetime is no small feet and he didn't make it look as hard as as it can look sometimes so i'm all in on the jets i think they i think they can do it and it, it'll be a bills jets uh, not sorry jets i said jets my bad dolphins all in on the dolphins i think it'll be a bills dolphins division to to lose this year 
Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. And I, I'm totally okay with picking the Dolphins. I think your guys' logic is super sound. Um, I'm the kind of better who this is the kind of market where I want to place my bet on the Bills, you know? Right, uh, plus 140? Yeah, this is this is the time to get in because I, I do believe it's going to happen. I, I just I, – I foresee – I don't foresee any sort of um, real – I think the, the thing with the bills is, and Shope, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Cause I've had my, uh, you know, I'm watching the CBS broadcast glasses on for a long time when it comes to this. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Somebody who knows the team inside out, you know, all 22, this, that, and the third, what are your thoughts on Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator? Well, I think the coordinator is set up here to get the blame no matter what. Sure. Uh, it's, it's never, although week one tested this a little bit, but Allen, it's just he's he's not, not going to be considered at fault. He's quite uh, impervious to yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So Dorsey walked into a situation where his predecessor was excellent, was right. literally the coach of the year in the NFL. Uh, but you know, is he good enough? I I have some questions about like whether he is creative enough yeah. and then deft enough, you know, play to play or even game to game at figuring out ways to well, like what I kind of described Miami's coach being able to do so um i think dorsey is okay uh i would never say he's like a liability or that they couldn't win with him but you know red zone and just overall i've always uh compared it to like a really good board game player whether it's chess or just any sort of game where there's just so many different dimensions to it and um and i think uh he comes he's kind of in the middle for me you know at, at his position and We'll see what happens, but um, a year of experience now with matchups, certain certain you know matchups from last year, maybe he can learn from, and we'll see how uh, creative the offense can look. Yeah, I like that, and and I, the reason I ask is because if I were to say that I had like a concern about the Bills, and and I think your breakdown of Dorsey was pretty solid, I would say that it feels like they get out of rhythm very easily, and it feels like the flow of the game is just kind of lost on him at times and i'm just like like the the thing for me is uh, you know you're right that that a lot of that you know josh should check out of plays that aren't good you know if your oc calls a second of uh, second and 15 draw in overtime you, you check out of that i'm sorry it, you don't you don't run because even if you have a good run even if you have above average run you're still looking in third and long what i i did not like that play call i'm not gonna be too fixated on it's one play mm-hmm. but there are times when i feel like dorsey just loses rhythm you know like and and so i feel like josh allen's a rhythm passer i feel like you know uh stefan Diggs when he gets those couple catches on the first drive it feels like he's in a rhythm it feels like he's unguardable i feel like you, he, Diggs is a momentum guy he's a passion hard on your sleeve emotions guy so if you if he gets feeling good you know takes a couple uh, takes a couple heads makes a couple guys miss you see that you see that digs where he holds the ball out and he just drops it and he starts pumping his chest. I feel like he's going to win more routes when he feels like that than when he's in the second half and he has two targets. You know, so that's something that I kind of wish Dorsey would would maybe think about a little bit more or be a little bit more conscious of. Um, but that's really my one big concern is if the bill because I think you're right the defense I'm, I don't really have any concerns about. I think they'll be minimum top seven. I think they have the potential to be top three. Um, if Bernard and, and Benford hit and Von Miller comes back and is even 80% of what he was last year. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm comfortable with you guys uh, uh, giving Miami some love here. They, they do deserve it.
That's a good question because I think with after Dable leaving, there's always been people wanting the Bills to to click more on offense than they have, and I don't think we've necessarily seen that. And if they do, I don't think there'd be so many questions about them winning the division. So, uh, but we have a couple more divisions in the AFC. To really get to quick here. before we, yeah, yeah, I'm super down to do that. I just since we got the Bills guy here, I do want to hear your hottest Bills take. Show hottest Bills take. Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, not, you don't got one off the dome. You don't have one fired up. Not really. Um, I, I probably should have read the, the show. No, notes no, no, no. <laughs> it uh, wasn't on there. I went off. You're good. <laughs> I mean, let me, let me think for a minute on that. Yeah, take and, a second. And I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. I, I'm not, I'm not somebody who assumes their defense is going to rank high. Like I, I don't see defense really being sticky like that year to year. They've done great, but yeah. they, they could, they are older and you do have some new people, you know, to sort of be able to trust here at corner at linebacker. Milano yeah. is outstanding. Uh, we'll see as they play better teams. They had they had an easy day on Sunday, but those, easy those day. So no, so I think defense is a regression candidate is hot enough for me. I like it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Zach, do you do you got a you got a hot Bills take? I I don't I don't know. I'm not as passionate on the Bills as you are. I, I try and keep them more level headed. You know, I look a little more on the fantasy analysis so, part of it. Uh, I I don't think there's a clear cut number two on that offense. I think they made a mistake by not getting one. I think Dalton Kincaid can develop into a really great weapon. I don't know if it happens fast enough for the Bills to be that dominant of an offense this year again. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's probably my my hottest take on the line is that I, I think they should have got someone to be that solid number two. I was praying yeah. for Zay Flowers to end up on the Bills because I think they desperately lack speed. That would have been dope. Uh, uh, Gabe Davis had a great game last week, so... Hey, if he continues developing, I would love to see him step into that number two role. But I think as of right now, behind Diggs, there's not really that clear-cut guy. And I think they're missing that pretty handedly. Yeah, I think my if I had one, it would just be, I think James Cook and Dalton Kincaid can both be uh, in the top 12 at their position in fantasy. I believe that. And I think the Raiders game, I, I think Dalton Kincaid is just a, a pipe burst, just waiting to, a pipe waiting to burst. I really do. I think it's, I think it could happen any week. I think he might be tall, Cole Beasley. And I spent a lot of my summer drafting Damian Harris on teams. Oh. I, I think I think he's almost definitely their best runner, but they drafted Cook. I mean, it made sense. It's not surprising that yeah. he's playing over Harris. Uh, in this game, everybody got out there. And Harris is is returning kicks, so that's kind of what role he has. But Pretty um, interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't I, have foreseen that. I've never been that into Cook. Uh, just, Ooh. I think, you know, for his size, you'd want him to be faster, Yeah, you know, for his speed, you'd want him to be bigger and, you know, pass protection. He's coming out like the end of the jet game. Murray's on the field fantasy yeah, wise. Was... There's no, there's no goal line. Has he ever had a, has he ever had a carry inside the five yard line yet in two, in a year plus. Yeah. Um, so I'm conflating saying. different arguments, you know, what the bill should do and what fantasy, what your fantasy team should look like are very right. different teams, but I, I'm a I Harris fan. Yeah, I th I think Harris is a great player. What didn't he have like twelve or thirteen touchdowns one year in New England? He led the league. Yeah, yeah. he's a great player. He and and I think him and Murray mixing in. If if Murray's out, I would take Harris as like a solid RB two to three like flex type player. But with Murray, I get so nervous of those that they're yeah. almost playing the same role. You can't they start. Almost, you can't yeah. start Damian Harris right now. I think yeah. I think both of them, unfortunately, they kind of undercut each other's value. 
as fans, Harris in the lineup a little more. As as someone that was a big James Cook fan going into the year, especially for fantasy, and you don't get me wrong, very happy at the end of last week. Yeah, I I do think they could benefit. I mean, he's a great great runner. What we saw from him in New England, and I I think he could take a little heat off of as what Bills have. Bills fans have seen with Josh Allen taking monster hits week in and week out. Let Damian Harris can take some of those hits. Maybe give him some of the short yardage work that you see. But Josh is so valuable in that in that role too that it's hard to hard to argue against that. Yeah. Um, All right. I, I do think James Cook can take it. But yeah, let's let's move forward. We got we got a couple of divisions to go. This one we got to see some messy games for last night with the AFC Ooh. North. You got the Ravens. The Browns, the Bengals, the Steelers. Right now, Ravens are heavy favorites. They're um, negative 110 betting favorites to win the division. The Browns are second at plus 360. Bengals all the way down to plus 440. And then dead last, you got Steelers at plus 500 to win the division. So it's a little murky. The rest of the AFC AFC has gotten murkier as the weeks go on. Uh, A lot of people are expecting this, obviously, the AFC to be a huge powerhouse and they haven't looked as good as everybody had been saying. It's been a little murky two weeks of football. Um, but not only with this being a competitive division, this is a huge fantasy division as well. You've got a lot of fantasy players on the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers are heavily, heavily drafted fantasy teams. So picking who's going to win this one is also kind of picking who you're buying into for fantasy because that goes hand in hand. you got a good offense. you got a good fantasy team. And the Ravens can do that. The Browns, yeah, Deshaun Watson has looked a little more than rusty. Um, but the Bengals can definitely resurge and do that. And there's a lot of people hoping the Steelers could as well. If you don't mind, I'll take the lead on this one because oh, for this sure. is a division I, I care about and read into quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals are still going to take this division. Them being plus 440 kind of makes me want to throw some money down right on it. But uh, thinking the same thing. I do worry about the Joe Burrow calf strain, him him reaggravating that, and he has not looked as good in the pocket as he has before, and I do wonder how much of that is him not being able to put weight on that back calf. He can't really. He's never really had the arm talent that Justin Herbert and Josh Allen have to just like whip those throws with the wrist. So I do worry a lot about that. Um, but their defense has still looked okay. You've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins looked great last week. I still think Joe Mixon has some juice in him. I think they can get back on track. They're a team that has been to the Super Bowl playoff runs, been looking really good. I don't think that just disappeared in an offseason that they were able to keep most of their team together. I mean, they kept their defensive coordinator, Lou, even though he had some head coaching interviews going on and there was thoughts he might leave. They kind of kept the band together for one more year. There's questions if T. Higgins is going to get another contract. So there's kind of a lot on the line for the Bengals, too kind of go all in this year to see what happens if Lou Anarumo does get a head coaching job at the end of the season or if they don't sign T. Higgins. Things could change quickly, but I do think they have enough in them to keep it this year. And then I think probably after that, it's going to go Ravens for me, then Browns, then Steelers. I've not liked what I've seen from Deshaun Watson. Losing Nick Chubb is just, for fantasy, brutal because you probably took him in the first round. Yeah, uh, Horrible. We could talk Jerome Ford a little bit after this, but... I don't think without their like head rusher that they can really win the division, but that defense has looked really, really solid. Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith as the pass rushers. Ward has been looking great at the cornerback position. So it's a tough one, but I do think I would, I would be pretty heavy that the Bengals can right this ship pretty quickly after two weeks. 
Well, uh, they could. The, the Ravens never get enough credit, except from the betting markets, which they're never they're never value. <laughs> There's never value in betting the Ravens, right? Because however it works, betters are keen to their quality. I mean that they won. The, the Bengals are probably slumping, but they won that game without key guys. Like four of their six highest paid players didn't play. Beckham left the game at halftime. Dobbins out for the year. Their center was hurt and they won anyway. They gave up a punt return and they, they still kind of cruised in Cincinnati. So they, in my opinion, they very much deserve to be the favorite. They've always been good. They're good again. And that's a, Sort of the Dolphins' point, only it's bigger. Like that's a nice lead. Cincinnati's going to have to make up three games now on Baltimore, and you know they've got they've got fourteen left or what, fifteen left. There's time, but that's for Baltimore. Like that that was like the most important game or the best win on their schedule before the season would have been at Cincinnati, and they they did it pretty smoothly. Yeah, no about defenses too. I mean the Ravens' defense maybe the most always in the league like it's what they've done with that defense and the players they've gathered there under the cap is 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 a feat i mean what they've done on yeah. that line has been great clowny now too crazy crazy i, I didn't yeah. realize that until last week when they were talking about it in the broadcast <laughs> i didn't realize he was at the ravens which is i mean it that's was, on me for not paying it was a sneaky signing you know it was it was low-key i i'm inclined to uh i think you're both right because I think the Ravens are the favorite. They are always slept on for no reason. Everybody talks about Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. But Lamar Jackson has been a unanimous MVP. And he's had some of the best seasons in NFL history. And the Ravens are always, always, always there when the chips are down. They're, they've been in the wild card role, which, you know, is sort of like they're kind of snaking the grass a little bit. They come in a little bit later and they, they surprise you. They scare you. It's been nice to see uh the, Lamar get the credit that he deserves this season and and like Chope said unfortunately the markets are too keen for them to be a value ever um but at plus 440 I like the odds for the Bengals best because that's just insane like if you put a small amount of money down you can make a big amount of money and Joe Burrow is still Joe Burrow I think I don't think I don't think he's Andy Dalton now. I saw that meme on Twitter. Like, like somebody was like, they were looking at a photo of Joe Burrow and then they cleaned their glasses and then it was Andy Dalton. And I was like, that's just too far. Um, <laughs> so disrespectful. Um, but that being said, uh, I feel, yeah, Browns without Chubb and with Watson looking like a shell of himself, that's a no-go. And Pittsburgh is not, they're not who we thought they were. The preseason darlings that they were, you know, they, their offense looks pretty bad. Najee looks bad. I'm I'm out on on the Pittsburgh hype train personally. Plus plus four hundred or four forty is a great price on Cincinnati. It's just be interesting to look up what two division losses to start the season is really worth in that. Like how how big is the hole? If, yeah, I feel like my instinct is it's bigger than it than it appears. Yeah, they'd have to go on one of those to fumble. Yeah, yeah, and they'd have to go on one of those tears. They, but they've been doing that the last couple of years because weren't they were zero two last year? It's a different zero two. This one's ugly. Uh, but you know, they, they went on a crazy tear last year. Weren't they like 10 or 11 wins straight going into the Monday night game against Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, they can do it. You know, they, I'm not, I'm, it's probably not smart to bet on it, but with those odds and with, with, you know, who I believe to be the, either the second or the third best quarterback in the league feels like not a bet. Like, you know, 
smart money's probably somewhere else, but I don't I don't hate it. I'll say that. They were lucky to beat the Ravens in the playoffs at home. Actually, you're right. That game was you're right. Tyler Huntley almost won won that game for them. It was uh, Lamar Jackson. They would have won that game. Oh, so, so yeah, it'll sure. be on the Ravens to to lose this division. That's for sure. Because if they keep winning with the Bengals going zero and two and having that that win over them, it is their division to lose. So yeah, uh, coming from a little bit of a fantasy standpoint, are what's the concern level of the Pittsburgh offense? I mean, Najee was drafted kind of in the running back dead zone of that like four to six round, you're probably relying on him as an RB2 for your team or maybe an RB1 if you went wide receiver tight end pretty early. Uh, I know a lot of people are missing Deontay Johnson in their lineups right now. He's on IR. He's going to miss it four weeks minimum. And then George Pickens had a great night last night, but most of it came on one play, a little bit of a broken play. I mean, obviously great for him. He's a great run after the catch guy got that touchdown in there but there was a lot of people drafting this team even pat fryermuth was pretty heavily drafted as a tight end kenny pickett hasn't looked incredible at this point what's your concern level i mean we brought this up last week with the steelers i gotta imagine you're more concerned what do you what are you looking at to do with these players kev Oof. yeah i'm gonna say pretty much unless you have Jalen warren and george pickens in the right matchups in in the right pick your spots i'm gonna say fade the steelers until we see them put together a stretch that looks better that's that's my take show how about you yeah what can you do right yeah i mean Najee harris is tough because you might feel like you have to start him um which is not a good feeling but yeah, the warren seems, warren seems to have more juice that's been how it's looked and sounded almost since last year right mm-hmm. and i think you know there's probably it's so such a small sample size so far there's probably probably prudent to not give up on these other guys. You're not, you're not cutting. No. Fire youth or, right. you know, no. you're, you're not starting picket in a normal league anyway. Right. So, um, you know, do I, I feel like Deontay Johnson is really good. Maybe you can yeah. trade for him somehow if you're deep enough to be able to afford that, but that's yeah. really, there's not a lot you can do. I there's love some, that advice. Right. The ship I, matchups coming up too. Yeah. I wish the advice was actionable. I drafted Deontay in every league. So I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm holding, unfortunately. Holding yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to. Warren is Warren is still a tough start. I mean, he is. Yeah. He's not yeah. getting volume. It's dicey. It's dicey for sure. He's he's kind of like a, a like a fourteen team, two flex right. kind of player, right? Like, right. but you know, I'm not mad at it. Um, I, you know, I I kind of unfortunately with a Mike Tomlin coach team, it's never been about the offense. It's never been about the 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 big yards, the big points. They won last night. We're, t- we're, we're, you know, we're dancing on their, on their fantasy graves and they won last night. So crazy. they don't care, you know, yeah, they don't care. Like it's crazy. It is. That's, but that's Tomlin. That's just, he, he never has losing seasons. He's one of the best coaches I've ever seen. He really is. Yeah. I mean, when they were talking about him being the second longest tenured coach in the NFL at what I think he's 55, I was like, that's yeah. nuts. But I mean, it makes sense. He, I, he will not lose that job until he decides to retire. Yeah. And that's and the same with Bill had, Belichick. The respect is there. They're not, right. He's not going anywhere. They had Cowherd for like, what, like, like 20, 30 years. And then now it's Tomlin for the same thing. They're the, they're one of the luckiest. They're there two head coaches, what the Packers are to quarterbacks. It's not fair. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got two more divisions in the AFC to go through. So we'll go through the AFC South next. 
Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans, and that is in line with the betting favorites as well. Mm. Jaguars are favorites at negative 120, Titans at plus 200, Colts at plus 550, and Texans all the way down there at the bottom at plus 1400. So Oof. no one is, no one's got faith in the That's Texans value right here. There. <laughs> uh, another kind of dirty division in the AFC. A lot of people were expecting big things out of the Jaguars after their playoff stint last year. I mean, beating the Chargers in that in that nuts game and then losing to the Chiefs on their way to the, the Super Bowl. So high hopes for the Jaguars. Haven't looked super promising. Um, Mike, I'll go ahead and start you off on this one, man. I, what, how are you feeling about this AFC South division? It should be Jacksonville, but the Colts are a fun play. Yeah. Richardson leaving that game was a shame. He is must watch. And oh it looks so easy. It's like the next Cam Newton running over guys who just look so small next to him, those two <laughs> touchdown runs. How do you stop that? And he is throwing the ball fine. Like they haven't, yeah. they're not super elaborate, but it's going, I think, the, w- the way you hope if that's your team. And so in a weak division, can they win enough games? Like maybe they're super young. Um, Taylor not being there is not something I care a lot about. Right. Just sort of yeah. he's a running back and he maybe he comes back and gives them another dimension anyway. So uh, I, I don't think they deserve at all to be a, a favorite or something, but it's six to one. I think it's interesting. If yeah. if this team is three and one coming into week five, I fully expect Jonathan Taylor to be back on that field. I I, I think that would be if, if they weren't expecting to be that good. If they do win a couple more games, I I would expect them to have him back on the field, figure out some sort of one-year sitch the same way they did with Barkley, Josh Jacobs on that contract level. And and that, that could be a really dynamic team. You already have Richardson rushing like a monster with Zach Moss in the backfield. If you have <laughs> Jonathan Taylor getting those carries, you're just adding that extra layer of dynamics. But I don't want to sleep on the Titans as well. Uh, they're a good team. And... I looked okay on the parts. It's hard because their offense isn't great. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a little old. Derrick Henry's starting to get a little old. Uh, Tannehill's not an elite quarterback, but man, this team just likes to win games. They just well coached, well well coached team. I mean, it's it's as close to like a Patriots copy as you can, where their defense is always really solid maybe one of the best run defenses in the league. It's really, really tough to run on the Titans. They're a pass funnel team, which you don't see much in the NFL today. Zach, that's no that's amount tough. of no amount of bleach that I could pour into my eyes would make me forget what I saw week one, okay? Ryan Tannehill is cooked. He's well done. Send him back to the chef, okay? I can't I can't with, with the Titans. I, I, I've been hearing for a long time. I thought they were going to burn it down this year. And I really think they should have. And somehow, some way, Tannehill's still on the roster despite the cap hit. Derrick Henry's still on the roster despite the value. They have crazy pieces. They went out and splurged on, on an elite wide receiver in the market. But are they going to really contend? Are they? I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't think they smell the playoffs, personally. Is that a hot take? No, that's no, probably... I mean, 50-50 at best, I would say. Their path to the playoffs is winning the South. Huff. Yeah. Um, probably. Indy at Baltimore this week. That's an interesting game. That's going to be fun. Yeah. 
I'm 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 actually super in on on the Colts hype train. Do I think they'll make the playoffs? Probably not, but I love I like like Shope said, I love watching Richardson play. He's a baller. Uh I love when these these traits guys work out, you know, it's so rare. <laughs> I feel like traits guys have such a bad rep. Um but yeah. I love I love when they work out. Uh but it is unfortunately looking like he's going to miss this week with the concussion. Oh, seriously. I don't know. Bummer. I, yeah. I, it's, it's up it there. May, yeah. He might. He might. It, it's Tuesday. I, I don't know. Like, it, it, I want to well, watch we, every one of his games. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's electric. He's must it's, watch. It's slightly concerning having two games, two injuries near the end of the game. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I worry about this Colts team. I, I, I've talked to Kevin about this multiple times. I. I'm not a fan of teams throwing in rookie quarterbacks week one behind poor offensive lines. And we're watching that with Bryce Young. We're watching that with CJ Stroud. And Richardson has a much better offensive line than those two guys. So I felt a little more confident with the Colts having him back there. Plus, he's massive. So I, you want to think he can hold up a little bit longer. But he, he's, he's taking some hits, similar to what we're seeing with Josh Allen, where he's going out there and taking some hits. Uh, as, as a Colts fan, you got to want him to to run out of bounds a little bit more than he has. But, yeah, he's electric. He's so fun to watch. And in him getting Michael Pittman involved this early in his career, I mean, he's just – he's a smart passer. You're watching smart. him make plays that it's just – he's making reads that people didn't expect coming out of Florida. I think people expected him just to be kind of a runner, not to go through his progressions as quickly as maybe you would seeing him in the first two weeks. That If he plays this week against the Ravens, that that's must-watch football. Yeah, must watch for football. real. Looks good. Yeah. All right. Well, we got one more division to get in here um, of the AFC West. Well, Kev, did you did you give us your your pick for who you think is going to win the South? I think I still think the Jags are going to win. I think that's chalk, personally. I do. Yeah, I think we haven't seen the best football of Trevor Lawrence in the first two weeks, and I right. I think that's that's a little bit of a lie. I think they just need some time to mesh. Doug Peterson is a great coach. Yeah. Um, they're probably my pick as well here. Yeah, I agree. So we'll get into what is always supposed to be another incredibly competitive division that seems to let people down every single year. Uh, you got the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chargers. Raiders on top of that division right now. Somehow, still, I believe. <laughs> um, the Chiefs are the betting favorites at negative 260. So it's still very, very bullish on the Chiefs. Chargers coming in at second at plus 490, Raiders at plus 800, and Broncos all the way down there at plus 1300. It was a shame to see them succeed on that Hail Mary and then oh. blow it on the two point conversion. Got punched. My mom was at that game. Family's big Broncos fans um, oh. from Colorado. So I personally am not, so I could care less. I, <laughs> I kind of wanted Sam Howell to take that game as well and see the commanders get a little bit of a resurgence. But this is a this is a tight division, Kevin. Um, I mean, we expect great things out of the Chargers, and they seem to let us down year over year. We expected great things out of the Broncos with the Russell Wilson trade, face planted. The Raiders are a pick to get a top five draft pick this year. Yeah, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs coming out one and one. That loss to the Lions was rough in Week One, but the Lions are a good team. So, how are you feeling about this division? Is it just yeah. Chiefs or bust? I well, I'll tell you this, and and I'm definitely gonna let Shope take the lead on this one as well. Just wanna again thank him for his time and for having him on the show. I wanna I wanna just start out by saying, Shope, all off season I was banging the drum that if this guy Justin Herbert that I keep hearing about is this top five electric quarterback, when will I see it? 
And I feel like through two games, is it fair to say I haven't seen it? Is he proving to us in real time that he's not that guy? I don't know. It's really, it's a tough puzzle, the Chargers. It always is. Always how, is. If you look at the stats from that game in Tennessee, you just don't understand how they lost. And so, I mean, Herbert put numbers up. His receivers did. They didn't, they didn't run the ball in that game, but that's sort of typical against Tennessee. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the Chargers as a, as a preseason bet. Herbert for MVP, all that. Like, I have a little bit sprinkled on on a few bets with with the Chargers. Yeah, and it's too early for me to want to write write them off. I think Kansas City hasn't looked good yet, so I know what they oh. can look like, and they deserve to be the favorite. Yeah, but there's this overreaction, maybe in my opinion, at least, to uh, the Chargers zero and two because we're sort of attaching it to their their history. Yeah, and I don't know, like. Eckler comes back. Herbert is good. I'm not sure he's great. Is he top, is he top five good. to you? Do you think he's a top five quarterback? He's been crowned that. Uh, borderline. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not. Maybe like not. Eight, seven, five. eight range is like, but I, I wanted to be wrong, Shope, because everybody who I think is really smart keeps telling me that he's top five and that he's so great and this, that, and the third. And like, what's going on? You know, where, where's this guy? Will the real Justin Herbert please stand up? Zach, I think you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I do. I mean, I'm the, I'm the smart guy you're talking about. The little yeah, Justin right. Herbert, exactly. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think kind of what we brought up earlier with the offensive coordinator situation with Buffalo, where Josh Allen is never going to get the blame. It's always going to land on Ken Dorsey. I almost think it's kind of flipped in this situation obviously not all fully because they've fired their offensive coordinator and staley should be on his way out the door i mean damn (laughs) i i just i wonder how much of it you know justin herbert always gets the flack it's like oh he can't win games he can't seal the deal and and a lot of that is true i mean he there were times where they were in the red zone against the titans and he just couldn't you you're watching balls fly out of the back of the end zone he's getting rushed like crazy and, and he really needs to shore up his decision-making skills, especially when it comes to the red zone. But through two weeks, he's thrown for three touchdowns, zero picks, averaging 100 passer rating, almost 300 yards uh, on average. I mean, he's, yeah. he's still playing lights out, but yeah. he needs to show that he can win games. And that's it, because he's got the talent to be a top-five quarterback, in my opinion. And he's got the arm. He's got everything you need to make a top-five quarterback, except for the game-winning drives. He's just not... Yeah, not there. We're in the red zone, and if if you convert on a couple more of those touchdowns, like like Mike said, if you look at the box stats to that game, and then you tell me that the Titans won, it's just yeah. it's crazy. And part of it might come down to coaching with Brandon Staley being being just iffy on coaching management. Overmatched, just can't seem to run it. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Like they, of- they led Miami throughout too. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's I mean, still a good team in there. Oh, for sure. No, they they got both. insane yeah. pieces. But let's not forget who was it? JC Jackson, who committed the foul before halftime that gave Miami the right. the the literally the difference in the game score before halftime. Right. That that's got to come down to coaching. And like you know, I don't I don't love making excuses for people. And I, I've said it a million times. I want to be wrong about Justin Herbert. I don't want to take victory laps on my negative takes. I hate I hate doing it. I love saying I was wrong. This guy's great and. He deserves every his Her- Herbert's got paid, right? He got paid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He I want to say he deserves every cent, but I don't know right now. Let's 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 see him without uh Staley and, and then and then we'll make a, a, a case. But I do want to say also, 
I agree with Shope on the 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 Chiefs haven't looking spectacular through two weeks. Is that is that an indicator of what's to come, or is that uh, early season working out the kinks? I think they might have issues at receiver. At least Juju gave them sort of a reliable, consistent option. Nobody seems to like him, but yeah. he, he was with, with Smith Schuster and then Hardman, who had been on the team already. I think I think they knew better what they had at receiver than they do now. And you know, there were guys who were had really tough opening nights, and Sky Moore and Tony who bounced back in, in week two. Right. So I think they're they're still figuring that out. Mahomes is so good that. Maybe this won't actually mean that they'll lose games, but um, I think there are those questions about their their personnel that yeah. are a little bit maybe more serious than than a year ago. And running back, I don't know if they if you look at the Jacksonville box, like they just didn't even really bother running the ball in that game, and they weren't lighting it up. Yeah. So um, there's no there's no sure thing in in the NFL, and the Chiefs are maybe the closest, but they're still not a sure thing. Yeah, I mean you have what we're not used to from the Chiefs, which is an overperforming defense. I mean, they have a good defensive coach, but overperforming defense, underperforming offense, and we've switched to the point where people no longer are wanting Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony to improve. They they need it. That offense needs yeah. them to improve. They can't just rely on the Mahomes Kelsey connection. Well, they did last week and it worked out great. But yeah, you wanna you wanna see him have better games. Um I, I think Pacheco was a little bit overvalued last year because of his fantasy performance. And that kind of bleeds into people's perspectives on the teams a little more than you'd want. It's true. But they, they don't know who they have out there. McKinnon is their pass catcher. They're still trying to get Edwards Alaire involved, and he's not looked any any bit better than he was last year. And, and Pacheco's an up-and-down runner. And, yeah, they've got questions. But I still think they're going to win the division. <laughs> if I'm For sure. Honest. Yeah, and then Ra- Raiders and and Broncos are really it's just non-starters. I think unfortunately, I think Russ is cooked. Also, well done. He he's the one. He you shouldn't have sent him to the table. You you were walking out with the, with the plate and you saw the overcooked. They looked like a hockey puck, and you were like, I don't think Bring I'm gonna take to this the to the table. Place. I'm saying I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get get a new steak. But I do I want to wrap this up. Uh, Zach, thank you so much again. Another amazing morning in the coffee shop. And I just can't say enough great words about Mike Show. We met at the Fantasy Football Expo uh, in Canton, Ohio, and it was so great to see another Bills content creator, somebody mm-hmm. who I've been listening to my whole life. So Show cannot thank you enough for being on the show. It really means the world to us. You have no idea. Happy to do it. Good luck uh, to you guys. Glad to see you in here talking and you know making uh, good shows of your own. Thanks, man. We really, thank really you, appreciate it, and and we'll definitely be in touch, man. You're 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 a great dude. You're a great great uh sports media figure and yeah zach this has been another day in the coffee shop yeah great to have everybody here if you want to hear more of mike his show is all over you can find shop and the bulldog if you're in buffalo you can listen to it on the radio if you're not it's out on streaming platforms anywhere you want to listen to it we tuned in yesterday to listen to the most recent show love your work mike so if you want to find more of him check him out at his show thanks for having us today mike and we will see you guys next week Bye, guys.